What's up, everyone? Welcome into More Important Issues, episode 300. <laughs> More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, Billy Ratliff's Tap 40 Grill, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange bridges. Something about them orange bridges. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, August 18th. What is up, everybody? Welcome into our 300th episode. It doesn't even feel like 300. Um, Tom flies when you're having fun, and um, I'm excited to get into another show. It's almost football season. Colby, who looks like he may be a Georgia fan, what's up, man? Good to have you in here. Um, bad news on the Georgia front. Good, only good news here for the vaults, right? Um, that's the, that's the mindset. Uh, we do, positivity. We, positivity only. We are going to preview, uh, continue our position preview this time. We, we did corners last episode. Continue with some of the defensive back and, and talk some safety. And uh, did we do corners last time? Or, yeah, I was thinking maybe jumped around. Uh, but we will do some uh, talk some safeties here this time. Maybe QB1's getting solidified. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that and, and some other breakout players as well. We also welcome high school football season. I know we played the Jamboree. That was exciting. And kneeling last week uh, there in Knoxville. But it is football time across the state of Tennessee. Kicking off this Thursday with South Doyle, Gokies, and Oak Ridge. And there's some more skin in the game, too. I just told Landon, the rest of my uh, fantasy football leagues, finding out. This oh, year, yeah. I, I mixed it up a little bit. Um, we try to always find a creative way to do draft order, even when it's just pulling a name out of the hat. This year, we uh, associated a name with a high, uh, one of uh, five-star preps, top 10 teams. Well, they do top 20, but we only have 10 in our league. So top 10 teams. Um, so more skin in the game with some guys, and then we'll determine by their winning margin. So I'm going to see if, uh, if, uh, if Eric thinks maybe I, I could end up on the right side of this draft when he hops in here. That's, I, I'm, all for, I'm selfish. I don't even care about the teams right now. I just want to know where <laughs> I'll draft. <laughs> um, I'm just interested to see uh, to hear you say uh, more skin in the game. That's an interesting um, adjective or, or it, phrase there. I think it's a great phrase to use, especially in, in that situation. So <laughs> I, I don't know what you mean, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it's 300, so um, 
we're not wearing any pants this episode. No, no pants. Uh, it, it's part of the uh, special, the best uh, TV trade podcast this side of the Mississippi. You can only see from about chest up. So this is actually a belly shirt. You can't tell. But there you go. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we'll uh, Cole, absolutely. Cole, thanks, man. Uh, appreciate it. Three hundred episodes seems pretty crazy that we've done this three hundred times. Um, and uh, Matt, thanks, man. You're uh, excited to see your podcast start going and, and checking in on some Georgia stuff. Maybe mixing in some content too there. Um, we appreciate it. We obviously couldn't do it without, without you all being coming in here and listening every episode. It's a lot of fun. We appreciate it. So drop those comments in the chat. Anything y'all want to talk about except Georgia, Matt, I won't talk about Georgia. I hate Georgia. We won't do that. Dude, I, I miss Matt. That was Matt had the greatest um, nickname of all time. And I think just because I gave it to him. <laughs> but I don't remember it. Apparently it was watermelon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was great. I miss that guy. Great guy. Um, too bad he's a Georgia fan, but uh, we'll forgive him. Keep for life. That's all that matters, right? There you go. Hundred um, percent. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's jump right in here. Episode three hundred. Let's let's get it going. Um, we're talking position previews to start. Oh well, I didn't even get all through that. We're also going to do SEC predictions. We're going to talk about where Tennessee falls. Mainly, I'm sure will be our discussion, but also where some other teams may fall this season. And um, are we adding Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma? In this? Yeah, we'll, we'll of course do that. Um, or Florida State. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about <laughs> every potential SEC team this year. Florida State looks terrible, by the way. So I would love to talk about a team not named Tennessee. That would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk position previews. Drop those questions in the chat as we uh, as we run through this. Um, position previews, safeties. Safeties, yeah, I thought we could mix in the the nickel in that as well. We didn't really include it in the in the corners. Um, we can include that a little bit. I think this this group has a, a ton of potential. They have a, a ton of experience. Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough kind of lead that safety group. You also have veteran and Theo Jackson who will um, compete for the nickel and and could potentially be the starter there. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, him and Danico Slaughter probably. Um, fighting it out for that but uh yeah so three i mean three guys right there and then you add in Danico slaughter who um had some opportunities last season actually started against south carolina that first game of the season but didn't really see much after the fact and then um uh you have tyus fields christian charles and then uh tamari mcdonald who uh got a lot of opportunities last season as well and uh you know i know the last staff really liked him out of whitehaven and so it's just going to be interesting to see kind of where this group, you know, who gets some reps, you know, maybe they get some, but I know the staff really likes Christian Charles. Um, we've heard a lot about him at, at fall camp um, and him repping at safety. I think you could see him at a lot of positions in his career at Tennessee, because I think he's uh, that athletic and I, I think he's really smart too, to, to learn all those positions. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think that, I think too. There's um, you mentioned a lot of flexibility. I think there's a lot of flexibility, and there, there's a lot of guys that I think, um, as much as like 2020 kind of ended on a bad note, I think there's a lot of guys at the in the secondary that I felt like just improved throughout the year. So maybe finished 2020 stronger than um, at least stronger than the team did, I guess. Um, so I, I think there's definitely some it, hope and um, you know maybe positivity going into the into this season. I know it's a, it's a different staff, so that has some effects on it, but I think there's a lot of guys that, that bring some exciting stuff to this, this secondary specifically at safety. Yeah. I think Willie Martinez has a pretty good group on his hands, especially at that safety position. Um, but the, these guys just got to make plays. I think there's only two interceptions that return on Tennessee's roster from last season. 
so these guys got to make plays, um, got to find ways to get their hands on the football, um, get turnovers. And I think Jalen McCullough is probably not going to be a great cover guy. He's not as athletic as some of those guys in the secondary. But a way he can make an impact is is being a hard hitter. Um, you know, dislodging the football from somebody, making a receiver think twice of catching it over the middle. I, I think there's some opportunities there. I know he was injured a lot last season with the toe injury. Um, so, I, you know, I hope he's had a, a whole offseason to kind of regroup and, and get a lot better. Um, because I think Tennessee needs that. I, I don't know exactly what this defense is going to look like, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of veterans in the secondary where um, they should be able to make a ton of plays. They just got to do it. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, as much as I, I said there's a lot of hope, I still think there's a, still a ton of questions. Um, but I, I do think there's more guys. I mean, the good news is is who did you lo- who'd you lose at safety last year? Ke- yeah. Keyshawn Lawrence. Yeah, so it's like, you add so much back to this group. I think it's just – I think you're getting back a, a great group. The guy I'm most excited for at safety specifically is Trevion Flowers. Yeah, 100%. I think he was – outside of Bryce Thompson, he was probably your your best player in the secondary last season. Yeah, and, you know, I think too – and I think he – speaking on Flowers specifically, I think this is similar to the Alante Taylor. I thought he did a great job in run support and coming up and making plays at the line of scrimmage. I think the next step for him is how effective is he in the pass game. I think that's the biggest question mark for – I mean, you mentioned it with the entire defense. You lost a lot of interceptions. But specifically for him, is I, I mean, I think he's got to really put his mark on the on the pass game. I thought he did so at the line of scrimmage last year, but that's not your main job. You know, that's a big part of your job. But, the, I mean, at the end of the day, um, a lot of what you're going to be graded on is how you do in, in pass defense. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the next the next big step for not just this defense, but Trevion Flowers specifically, who I thought made a lot of great plays at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and he had a ton of tackles, which that's probably not a good thing if your safety's, you know, one of your top tacklers. But right. uh, he was that last year, and, and like you said, he did a great job of coming up and run sport. Um, but this group just has to do a better job of getting their hands on the football. Too many drop picks last season. We mentioned that with the corners. Um, this this position group, same deal. Um, Trayvon Flowers was an SEC baseball commit. He's got to have better ball skills. Jalen McCullough has to have better ball skills, even though that might not be his forte. They got to find ways to grab some momentum and get turnovers. Um, I think this is what this team is going to need. And uh, with the veteran group back there, you like what you have. So uh, I think they got to show out and make plays. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned that he was an SEC baseball commit. I, I kind of forgotten about that um, up until this point, just because he never made it quite made it over to that team. Um, but definitely a, a super athletic guy in, in Trevion Flowers. So, um, hey, yeah, what, he was a commit. Kentucky baseball commit, and then um, football kind of took off for him. So, uh, yeah, didn't make it to, to Tennessee's baseball program. Um, maybe that was a little bit more to do with the last staff, but. Um, when Cole mentioned too, his freshman year, he was he was injured, and that may have you know when you when you got that going on. So staying healthy, he said Cole said staying healthy that's been his worst problem. Yeah, needs to stay healthy, and an injury I think maybe played a part in why he didn't quite make it over there in time. And I think that's what I mean. Not to like say it's a good thing that he got injured, but <laughs> having a guy like Theo Jackson get a lot of reps because you know this group has dealt with injuries. You know, you've had yeah. Flowers who was injured. Um, I forget what he did his freshman year, but he did it at Georgia, I think. And then he broke his leg on an interception against Mississippi State mm-hmm. in 2019. So, yeah, they've – and then McCullough had injury last season with turf toe, I think, is what he right. had. So, just um, 
some unfortunate injuries, but it also led the guys getting some reps, and, and that's why you have a a lot of veterans um, coming back in this group. Yeah, definitely. And um, another guy, we mentioned him actually at the DB position because um, they may be moving around to find him. But I got to think if, if Deshaun Rucker gets chances to play with more freedom, the kid can fly. Yep. I would love to see him running around. Personally. Yeah, and he's, he's mostly been at corner. Um, but, I mean, like he's probably another guy too that like you could probably plug in pretty much anywhere. He might end mm-hmm. up at that nickel spot. Um later on in his career. But, yeah, learning quarter right now in camp, um, and maybe that's just uh, what they kind of start those DBs out um, as and, and just kind of learn as they go to see where they want to plug them in at. Yeah, and, I mean, that, like you said, we mentioned, we actually talked about him a lot last week because of that defensive back position or because of the corner position and where he's been playing. But um, I would – I mean, which I, I don't know about – you know, speed might be – a hindrance at corner right now. So maybe that's one of the reasons looking to maybe get some more speed in there. Um, but I got to think having a guy like that as, as in your secondary, anywhere in your secondary, but especially at safety where they can support more. Um, he's a freshman, so I hate to put too much on him, but that would obviously be huge. And um, there, there is already too quite a bit of speed in, in Jalen McCullough and Trevion Flowers. I'm going to go with Deshaun. Deshaun Rucker got mentioned as one of the fastest guys on the team, didn't he? Yeah, he's definitely faster than both of those guys. <laughs> so. Um. Probably, probably the the Jimmys and the Callaways might, or the Jimmys and and Hyatt might be up there. Right. Um, the Jimmys, I like that. Holiday Not, and Holiday and uh, Callaway nil opportunity. Hit us up. The Jimmys, <laughs> Jimmys and Joes. Oh, we, we got a Joe. We got, we got a Joe. We got a NIL. big Joe. Nil, hit us up. Mighty Joe we Young. It. We got you. Hit us up. Um, um, we'll, we'll make it happen. You know, I know this is a lot of like when I get a little bit of um, alcohol in my system. Are you I, already I, drinking? No, 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 not today. But but usually like keys to the game, I, I've had a, a couple. Um, some games more than others. Uh, and maybe you can tell on that in the live videos. But I like to see hard hits. Oh, yeah. Especially in person. I want to see some – like that kid that was at the Orange and White game a couple years ago, he's like, I want to see somebody get ran over. Dude, that's same. all I came for. <laughs> same. Uh, those guys, I need to find the. I need to download the video and sh- or just show it here. Um, the guys at Neyland the other night, at freshman orientation, they wanted to see some hard hits, and they said, "If if we can't see it, we'll just do it ourselves." Yeah, that was. And somebody got fired, like hundred percent, hundred percent. Plowman yeah, was just like, "What oh, the hell oh, is God. going on, I, dude?" Plowman's. I don't know, man. She is a. Um, I think uh, Pavoloni mentioned when he was on, he was like, "Yeah, we got to get Plowman up in a, you know, in a suite or something there at um, at Lindsey Nelson." I, I think she's a man of the people. I think she wants to be down with the peasants and partying. She might have been the one blowing the whistle on the Oklahoma drill, for all we know. She she made them turn off the camera. She was the the blackout. Um, she blacked out all the cameras when she went because she laid exactly. somebody out. Exactly. Some uh, per, uh, poor girl that was rushing at a. I don't know, Kappa Delta, Sigma, whatever, um, just got annihilated by Donde Plowman. Oh, 100%. Let me see if I can pull this up for for our folks that don't know what we're talking about. Um, I have to – here we go. This is the the video Landon's talking about here. Let me get that full screen for you. Just – 
absolute mayhem. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> that guy tackled better than half our team last season. That's nuts. That is nuts. That, Like you said, someone may have gotten fired, but worth it. Depend on how much. Yeah, there's no way those people were getting paid a lot, so yeah, it probably wasn't worth it. They didn't get the buyout that Pruitt got. Those staff members that were, um, you know, uh, hurting the freshmen for lack of a better term. But I also like if someone comes up to me and I'm like, "Listen, that's the hardest hit you've seen in Neyland in years." So are we really going to complain? Yeah, every (laughs) every single hit that I've seen in Neyland, it's either like one of our guys getting hit by an hour against Georgia, (laughs) or or it's um, probably the last one I remember is Appalachian State. It was Jalen Rees-Maven who just freaking drilled somebody and got thrown out of the game for it. But Yeah, he murdered that guy. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, also, Darrell Middleton had a, a nice little targeting. Um, <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I mean, he is 6'8", almost. Right. So, like, he chances are he's going to hit somebody in the helmet. But Right. Whatever. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of targeting, because I know you're going to ask me some safety statistics, who's going to have the most ejections this year for targeting at the safety position? It better be Jalen McCullough. I mean, okay. Man, like I, it, it, yeah. it better be. Like, that's so, not like you need to get thrown out of some game. Like, you need, I want to see somebody get ran over. I do. Like, I, I really want to see somebody just get their freaking lights knocked out. If you get thrown out, worth it. That right. next receiver who comes in after him isn't, it's going to have T Rex arms when he he's gonna, goes he's over. He's going to let up. Yeah. He's gonna let up. yeah, he's not catching that football. There ain't no way. Don't you kind of get – yeah, make make him throw the flag. How about that? Make him yeah. throw the flag. Yeah. I uh, So, you know, Nigel Warrior got a lot of credit because he had, you know, a mean last name. It was Warrior. I feel like the name Jalen McCullough sounds like someone that's going to hit you really hard. Or what about Danico Slaughter? Underrated. See, again, that's like – but, like, Slaughter – It comes I just with feel it? Like, yeah, I feel like the name Jalen McCullough put together, that doesn't sound like a wide receiver. That sounds like someone who's going to hit you. Yeah. In my opinion, it's underrated. It's a very, you know, subtle, subtly aggressive name, but I think it's a bit more aggressive than yeah, than it, it comes off. It, it, it needs to be him. Um, I don't, okay. Needs to be. Yeah. Like, well, except should, like, like Martinez should be like, dude, you're the hardest hitting guy on this team. Freaking hit somebody. Well, you I, get yeah, thrown but, out like you get, like it happens, whatever. Do it on a game like do it in the pit game where you get thrown out in the fourth quarter. You're out of the fans. Yeah, get the crowd going as you go in the tunnel. Yeah, and you you're out for the Tennessee. Yeah, you're out for the Tennessee Tech game. Who cares? Do it before the Alabama game. We weren't going to win that one anyways. Yeah, yeah. Do something like that. Be selective. Yeah, be, be smart. smart about your ejection. Yeah. yeah. Get ejected and be smart about getting ejected. Right. Um, I, I don't want to see blown coverages. Like if they make a contested catch. It is what it is. Like, that should be the end of the catch. Like, you make the tackle, you live to play another down. But I, busted coverages, I mean. Drop, they'll drive you nuts. I mean, or just like like you said, even if it's, you know, get beat by guys. Don't beat yourself. Yeah. Drop picks. I mean, just missed opportunities. You can't have that this season because, like, I mean, I guess from what we're hearing that the defense is going to be better, but we don't know that. 100%. I think there's a lot of uh, – well, and isn't it, I mean, I feel like good. the good news defensively is like I feel like your your front's going to be really strong and your secondary's going to be pretty strong. So if you can just yeah. figure out the linebacker position, you might have smoke. 
Am I getting too hopeful? Are we getting what are we? Fifteen days away? Fourteen days away? Yeah, you saw those fourteen Joe Milton highlights, and you got God, you got, dude. Uh, you're drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, for sure. He looks like speaking of Kool Aid. You, you see that? I did. I, congrats to Kool Aid McKinstry. Yeah. That's a that was a no brainer. Yeah, that's easy. No brainer. That's too too easy. Yeah, he didn't even um, have to negotiate anything. I do love that they switched Twitter accounts. That's awesome. That <laughs> clever. Also, Kool-Aid only has 88,000. I thought they'd have a lot more than that. Wow. I'm going to go follow Kool-Aid just to bump those numbers up. Yeah, I was like, which one is the actual Kool-Aid? When's the last time you drank Kool-Aid? <sighs> not orange Kool-Aid. And not in a jello shot. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, I don't know. Somebody, when's the most recent time you drank Kool Aid? Like, you got to remember that. That's got to be a memorable moment. No one's I, just like I feel like I was laying around. I, I had I the it. the little things that go in your water. Like that's you Kool-Aid. had the Kool Aid versions of that. Yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, but how long? Like high school? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Someone tell me. Like, is it? Do you drink it often? I don't know. I, just, I don't, I don't drink like I drink water and alcohol. That's all I drink. Oh, cool. Sweet brag, bro. Oh, I do drink some some protein. protein. Get that that fair life. Um, Is that FDA approved? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, those picks in this group. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it is. It's okay. FDA approved. It's really good, actually. You should try it. Get them at Sands uh, Club. There you go. Most uh, most interceptions in this the safety group. Or let's call it most turnovers. Okay. Most takeaways. Hmm. I'm going to go Trayvon Flowers. Um, I, I just think he's probably got the most talent in this safety group from what we've seen so far. I mean, if Jalen McCullough can come out and live up to what we thought he would be when he came in, I, I think he could. He definitely has the tools to do so. We just haven't seen up to this point. I think you've seen some flashes of Trayvon Flowers. Um, just got to – ball skills. I mean, that, that's what he – you just got to be better at it. I expect him to be better. I mean, if you play baseball, you should have a lot of ball skills. I'm just saying. Fair. Um, I, I would agree with that. Uh, my, my last one, I don't know if you have any questions like this, but – and, guys, drop them in here uh, with your opinions too, but most underrated safety. So, I mean, take it, go ahead and take out your two expected starters who you think is going to have the biggest season outside of them. Um, I'm going to go to Mary McDonald. Um, okay. And I, I, I want to say Christian Charles, but he wasn't here in the spring. Or was he here in the spring? Yeah, maybe he was here in the spring. Was he? Oh, okay. Um, man, that's tough. I'm going to go with Christian Charles. I'm going to go the, the hype of camp. Don't, that's dangerous game. Don't do that. But I'm going to go it in this case. I'm going to go with it in this case. I'm going to go um, Christian Charles. Maybe not this year specifically, but I, I think oh, – oh, this year. You got to make the hot take right now. This year, Damn do it. it. Buy into it, Landon. Don't be. Don't get scared. Don't get scared of being wrong. Buy in. Christian Charles. I think. Final answer. Yep. Final answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, my one is probably a hot take, but I, I just first off, I just love the speed, and I think it gets him on the field. This may be though at a different position than safety, but I think it's Deshaun, Deshaun Rucker. I think he gets on the field just because of his speed, and he's going to get opportunities. And I, I think he makes big plays when that happens. He's a guy that wants to fly around to the ball. Um, yep. You talk about someone who wants to go and find the ball, that, that's him. So, and it may be – I know that's kind of cheating because it may be at, at corner, um, but we talked about him last week, so we'll just call it – we'll call this a um, – you know the – what are those Venn diagrams where they, like, overlap? Yeah, 
Venn diagram. There's DBs. We'll Venn, di- we'll Venn diagram this one, and um, I'll say Deshaun Rucker. Okay. Um, I- I'm interested to see with the Nickelback. I'm interested to see what Theo Jackson – like who wins that job, number one. And yeah. um, and-, and can they match that production maybe in 2019 that you had out of Sean Chamberger? Yeah, I um, agree. You need it. Sean Chamberger had a big year, and that helped, that helped Tennessee a lot, especially in the back half of the year. Right. And Theo Jackson has the experience. I know that's working for him, um, but I, I think there will be some. Uh, I think Danico Slaughter probably has more tools in his bag, uh, more potential than Theo Jackson. No offense, but. Uh, I would agree. Um, well, Landon, the people are calling for it. Vols for Loft five five four has already said it. QB battle. You ask, we deliver. Mighty Joe, dom- quicker than dominoes. I mean, that's it, it's. Got to be him. I mean, they showed like eight of his highlights in that one video. I got to think that means he got the most reps. I Which, hope that, that doesn't mean it's not. I hope the coaching staff have nothing to do with the videos that are produced. That is my hope. Oh, yeah, they're probably not. But, yeah, it, it looks like he got more reps, which probably means yeah. he's your uh, – he's your and, like, it, we, to we quote, said this – To quote Paul Picks, if, he, if they are involved in that, that's some Butch Jones-level marketing. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's is the only quarterback this staff has brought in. So I think he came here like they expected him to win the job. Um, now that they just give it to him, I hope not. But uh I I think he's got the tools. And and but what I'm what I'm like want to see so badly, if he is that good, what we're seeing. Like, if he can actually throw 70 yards on a dime in the mm-hmm. rain, what the hell is Michigan doing? Yeah, it, it is practice. It is the rain, though. Um, and, I mean, like you said, there, and I've been saying this since he came to campus, there's something to – like, I'm not saying it guarantees him the starter, but there's something to him being brought in by this staff. Like, there is something to that. And, and when you look at the guy – I mean, look at the fans. When you look at the guy, you're all, we're all human. We see that guy, and we're like – He's an athlete. I mean, he is shredded. He is humongous. I'm not saying he's the next Cam Newton, but good God, does he look like the next Cam Newton? He's Monty like Joe he's- Young. Do you know what Monty Joe Young is? I don't know if I do. So it's like a Disney version of King Kong, kind of. It's just like <laughs> a big reel. It's called Monty Joe Young. It's a pretty good movie. Actually, it was when I was probably five, so it might not be a great movie, but... I feel like you're just no. I feel like it's a great movie. It's Disney, right? So it's, yeah, it's it is Disney. He, he does climb a uh, Ferris wheel. Um, so Joe there you go. He could, yeah, absolutely. Um, am I buying the Joe Milton hype? Not the hype that's been created on Twitter in the last two weeks. I'm not buying that. Cole, um, I don't know about Landon. And then I feel like he's a low floor, high ceiling guy. From everything he's done in college, I kind of got to agree with that. I, yeah. I think, you know. I, I don't know if at the quarterback position things get much worse than they have been. Correct. Um, yeah, how, how much lower is that floor? Right. But I, I don't know certainly how high it can go. I think it's very, very similar to um, uh, Tennessee as a team. I don't know how really how high the ceiling is, though. That's the thing. Like, I, feel the, I feel like the ceiling's pretty low. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much separation there is. Um, do you think Maurer is gone? I don't think he'll return to this team, Matt G. asked. It doesn't yeah. look like it. Yeah, I, I just don't – I mean, he hasn't been in practice in, like, what, four days, so. Yeah. Yeah. Not looking good um, for, for his time at Tennessee. Um, 
we may flip back to the QB position. Actually, we're going to ask the guy that comes on here because we're going to put him on the spot. I know he came to talk high school football. Uh, we're joined by Eric Kane of WNML. And also, because we're welcoming back football season, Rivalry Thursday. Eric, how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, guys. I am. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're going to we're gonna put you on the spot. We know we brought you in for high school football, but uh, we're getting all the Joe Milton talk. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he, he he's really impressive. Now, you guys know, we, we don't get to see an awful lot when we're there, but we get to see a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, seeing him throw routes on air, seeing him do kind of the drills and the, you know, the quarterback individual and stuff like that. He's easily, he's got the best mechanics, by far the, the, the strongest arm. Um, and everything I've been hearing about him has been good. I think that he's had a solid camp, and um, he's who I expect uh, to win this job. Um, I know that Hype probably won't you know, make an announcement of it. We might have to wait until game day, but he's who I expect to be out there first. Uh, but Joe Milton, you know, I got caught the tail end of your conversation. I mean, there's a reason he's been benched before, um, so kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I think he's performed well the past couple of weeks, and I think he'll be Tennessee starter. It can't get any worse, right? Like it. Uh, what you had last year. Okay. <laughs> no, and I was saying this on my podcast too. Um, you know, I, I think that overall the quarterback room right now, I mean, you got to feel good about it compared to what it's been mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Now, I know Harrison Bailey's still there, but I think Harrison Bailey's improved. He's looked pretty sharp at times in camp as well. And I think Hendon Hooker's had a really good camp too. So the options you have now compared to you had JG and then you had a true freshman five-star and then Brian Maurer, who you already saw, and then JT Shroud as well. I just feel like the options at least are, are better right now, but you got to go out there and you got to got to compete, got to play. And until someone takes a hold of that job and doesn't let it go, you know, I don't think Tennessee fans will be able to breathe a, a sigh of relief. Mighty Joe Young, that's what we're calling him. Um, have like you ever it. seen that movie? I have not. I have okay. not actually. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be one of those uh, Mandela effects. Atlanta just made it up. Yeah, it maybe. It's, <laughs> I need to look. I feel like that's the name of the movie. So that's. It was either Joe, like you got to give a nickname. It's either Joe Knows or Mighty Joe Young. The um, some people on on VolQuest.com and the General Quarters have coined him. Uh, they're they're part of the Milton Mafia, which I really really like. I think that's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's I do like that. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, what was the other fan club you started, Landon? Who was it for? It wasn't you. It was Ryan. Who was the Ryan Shumpert came on here and he started the fan club for uh, Kyle Booker. Kyle so we, Booker, now we've got yeah. now we've got Milton Mafia and Kyle Booker's fan club. So we'll we'll run with both of those. I like um, it. We are we are going to talk high school football. And um, I, I told we started the show off. Um, I, I told everybody listening that um, we this year for our fantasy draft we uh, assigned a name with a, one of five star preps top ten teams, and the your draft order will be determined by winning margin. So now we're week one's gotten real personal now. <laughs> um, week one just got real personal. I took, uh, I got lucky with South Doyle. So, and that's your all's game. So, we'll start off with that. Um, you've got two really, really good teams, South Doyle and Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge actually, or those two teams, would have want to play for a state championship. Oak Ridge came out on top. Mm-hmm. That's a great week to, that's a great game to kick off with. Um, so start with your predictions there and kind of how you see both of those teams playing out the season. Yeah, I mean, two two great teams, two you know really well coached teams, and, and Joe Gaddis and Clark Duncan. I mean, guys who have been doing it forever. And so to kind of kick off our rivalry Thursday slate, couldn't be more you know, happier for that. Of course, they met in the semis, and you know Oak Ridge was a team last year that if you would have told me week four, week five when we had them playing um, West on on rivalry Thursday mm-hmm. that that team was going to go the distance, I would have said, uh, I, I don't know, but. It's a testament to Joe Gaddis that it just keeps getting better and better and better. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing Brandon Hayward out there, a guy that just recently picked up a, a Kentucky offer, a guy that Tennessee is very much intrigued with, a wide receiver. Of course, uh, Kendall Jackson at running back and 
uh, some transfers over there. So I think that's going to be good. And then South Doyle. I mean, South Doyle returns a lot of players. You lost some, but you get, you get your quarterback back and Nick Martin and uh, Curtis Young on defense. Sean Gary in the backfield, need I say more? I'm seeing some points, some long runs, and uh, typical of week one, maybe not a whole lot of defense. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So a complete flip-flop of the semifinal game. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. The semifinal <laughs> game was, again, it was it's a defensive struggle. Uh, those guys, it's kind of a boring game. But, hey, you made it that far. One team got to punch their ticket, so it was right. fun to be a part of. So New Year, New You, it's a completely different year when you look at everything those teams kind of had to go through last season. What are you looking forward to most covering high school football this season? Man, it's 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 been a blessing to be a part of the Rivalry Thursday coverage and, and my coverage over at Sports Radio WNML. It's been so much fun getting to getting to know these players, but getting to know the coaches. You know, the players come and go and love to tell their stories, but and the the coaches you you make you know bonds and relationships with those guys, and that's been a whole lot of fun. You know this this stupid virus, man. It's it's coming back, and um, it's it's sidelined a lot of people, and it's it's put restrictions on on a lot of stuff that we do still. But you know, so far we're trucking along, and um, you know it, it's I'm just glad to be back out there, and hopefully you know, not as many cancellations. There might be some, just kind of the nature of the beast. But it seems like last year, man, there was you know cancellation here, team picking up a game here just to stay alive for the playoffs, and you know that was. That was not – it wasn't fair to the kids. I mean, it wasn't right. fair to the kids at all and the parents. I mean, they live, you know, their entire, you know, prep life to to be a senior and to to go into the you know playoffs or whatever. So trying to get back to normal a little bit. But, you know, ultimately just whenever it turns fall and there's there's football, it's – you know, for me it's Thursday night football and then Friday night high school football and then Tennessee on Saturday and then the NFL on Sunday. I just – there's no better time, no better time at all throughout the year, so. So, do you have a favorite coach that you've maybe talked to, had a had a chance to build a relationship with? Oh well, I mean, I like them all. I mean, I, I like Clark Duncan. He's been very, very gracious with this time with me. Joe Gaddis is funny. Um, I was actually over there um, doing a piece on Brandon Hayward a couple weeks ago, and he came up and was cracking jokes with me on the sideline. So that's that's kind of neat. Uh, Brad Turner over at Gibbs, he's a good guy. Um, you know, I know a lot of the assistant coaches. I played with some of the assistant coaches. Landon, you did too, uh, yeah. here in the area. So Nick Craney is, you know, one of my best friends. So obviously, I gotta I gotta mention him in here. But you know, some guys <laughs> like that. But really, all the guys. I mean, it's it's rare. Um, and this is a good thing because you're dealing, you know, with with kids and, and prep athletics. It's rare when you meet a coach and they're just kind of a jerk, or they 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 don't want to have time for you. I mean, pretty much everybody in this area, especially in East Tennessee. They get it. It's like, yeah, we want publicity for our school, mm -hmm. for our kids, because that's what it's all about, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think I don't know if East Tennessee knows, unless you've lived somewhere else, how blessed that East Tennessee is with coverage from Prep Extra, Five Star Preps, you all at WNML, and um, as well as Rivalry Thursday. The the coverage is off the charts. You don't get that at any other in any other area like this. Yeah. Um, one thing too, I noticed you didn't mention Tuesday night action. Um, what do you have against that? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, my, my bet online, uh, got AG for my podcast. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Right, excellent. Uh, what's a game you have circled on the schedule for, for maybe rivalry Thursday or, uh, just maybe in general that you're, you've got ready for that matchup Two great teams going at it, maybe even playoff implications, state championship implications. Yeah. It's uh pull up my schedule. Cause I don't have it memorized here, <laughs> but for rivalry Thursday, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to this doubleheader, you know, getting things off. We're Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, Saturday, the first two weeks, and then Tennessee okay. plays, and we're going to be off on, on that Thursday. But um, can you get better than Pal Maribel this coming up a, uh, a week from tomorrow? That That's going to be a great one. 
I mean, you talk about uh, whoever drafted Powell um, and talking about, you know, a point differential, it's going to be yeah. in good shape because you've got, I mean, you've got Jordan Potts, Aiden Green, Adarius Redmond, Jaden Collins, Walter Nolan. He's not going to score any points. Well, he could, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably he, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'd like to see uh, what the odds are on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to see uh, – I like to see film of that as well. Um, <laughs> but Powell against Maryville, um, that's next Thursday. Looking forward to that. I think Carter, Sevier County will be good. And then I love going down to the smaller schools. We go down to a couple of those every single year. Um, we were allowed in two weeks or two years ago. Gallenberg Pittman allowed, and that's going to be on uh, September the 9th. So, you know, it, it's fun to get out. It's fun to, to meet people. And um, again, I just, I just think I'm blessed because anytime I go somewhere, somebody will come up and say, hey, man, I listen to you guys on the radio. Y'all are awesome. And I'm just like, Wow, you take the time to listen to, to our <laughs> our me. goofy show in the morning. I mean, is there nothing else on? But uh, those are some of the matches I'm looking forward to, and just getting out and seeing people again. Local celebrity Eric Kane eh, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. If they're notion you at Loud and Gallenberg Pittman, you've you've made it. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know pe- people like to listen for some reason, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, what what are some teams that you know maybe like are set to have a good season. Uh, you know, obviously, Maryville, Alcoa, Powell. What are some other teams that maybe people, like, aren't really talking about that could maybe have a good season? Yeah, I think Carter. Um, you know, and, and they've kind of restructured these divisions and classifications. They, they they do so every single year. But, you know, Carter brings back a very veteran-led team. Won a couple of games last year they weren't supposed to. I think Carter's coached well. And uh, I've talked to some people who have scrimmaged against Carter in the preseason. They said Carter's, you know, pretty good. Um you go down to the uh, you know the private school classifications. I think Webb is is stacked, and of course Webb has you know got some really good coaching, especially this off season as well on the offensive end. And so you know maybe, maybe Webb. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you know Anderson County. Anderson County is always a team that gets you know put out in the playoffs by a Green Bull, maybe an Elizabethan, but you know they kind of run through their schedule here and. Um, having to replace an awful lot because, you know, they're typically running gun and put up a lot of points. But mm-hmm. talking with some of their coaches this past week, they said, hey, I know I know everybody's expecting because they're playing at Powell on Friday. They're like, I know everybody's expecting us just to bow down to Powell. But, hey, we're, we're going to score some points. It's going to be a ball game. We're excited about it. So maybe Anderson County be on the lookout for them. Okay, cool. I, I, I agree with the Anderson County thing. Um, so, obviously, South Knoxville guys, South Oil guys, everyone in South Knoxville celebrating the, the bump down to 4A and for good reason. I mean, it gives you a little bit of chance to make a run, but 4A is loaded on the east east side of the state with Anderson County, Elizabethan and Greenville. I'm sure I'm leaving some people out. Oh, yeah. That's not an easy that's not an easy road no matter what. Um so definitely some of those teams that any any of those four you could see playing in December. Yeah, for sure. And, and really just, you know, from even from a broader perspective, I mean, guys, when we were playing high school ball in this area, you know, it, you, you had you had Maribel, you had Alcoa, um, you had some good players here and there, but the quality of the game really just wasn't that good, um, mm-hmm. to be completely honest with you. But in the 10 years and 10 plus years that we've, you know, been away from high school in, in this area, man, it's gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a testament to the coaches. You know, they're, they're making smart hires and, and, and developing and going to these, you know, I was over at Tennessee all summer along for these, uh, for these prospect camps and, Every time I was there, there were local high school coaches and coaching staffs in the area taking notes, watching, and you know it's uh, it's a really good quality of ball in this area, not just in Knoxville, Knox County, but in East Tennessee, from the Tri Cities down to uh, my buddy Goose Manning, Udawah head coach, down <laughs> to the Chattanooga area. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I've been I've been following the Owls on uh, on Twitter from where you retweet them. I, I gave them a follow. Great graphics guy, first off, and uh, so it's a great follow for that. But yeah, the graphics guy would Oodle be on. would be the head coach as well. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, and then you mentioned the quality of football, and we got this question. And I know Walter Nolan will pop up. What local recruits targets should be the should be people be keeping up with this year? Um, and then I also want to kind of ask you this: What's uh, when when does East Tennessee kind of catch up with some of the other regions? It seems like. Like you said, a lot of great football teams have been have came out of here in the last 10 years. Um, but for some reason, the prospects haven't seemed to kind of match what the teams have done. When does that change, too? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I'd, I'd hope for that to change very, very soon because I, I still think that there are some really good players here that might not even get that opportunity. I mean, it's so much of this is all about going to camps, performing mm -hmm. well in the camps. And, you know, outside of this summer, you know, the summer of 2020, you couldn't do that. And so, right. I mean, as you guys know, you follow football recruiting. I mean, it puts – a real damper on the evaluations of coaches of prospects mm -hmm. trying to get out that that might not you know might come from a, a small area that just trying to get noticed it couldn't go to those camps so you know we'll have to see but as far as you know prospects in the area I mean there's there's a lot of good ones I mean I mentioned already a couple Walters Nolan who has transferred in he's going to be you know he's top five recruit in the nation by pretty much mm -hmm. every publication I'm going to be at that game on Friday night get shooting some video of him watching him so I'm excited about that but. I mean, over at Powell, we'll stay there. I think um, Adarius Redmond is a couple of Power Five offers. Uh, you know, Aiden Green, Tennessee's got some interest there as well. I think the quarterback Jordan Potts, it hadn't, it hadn't in terms of the recruiting picked up for him just mm -hmm. yet. But I mean, when you when you air it out like they do, I'm sure that'll come. Uh, you move over Brandon Hayward again of uh, of Oak Ridge. He's a guy to watch out. Kendall Jackson's got a couple of Power Five offers. He's a good player. Um, and then uh, Deshaun Bishop of Carnes, um, yes. he is. Yeah, I know you guys will probably know that name. So he was a guy I'd never heard of until uh, last year, sometime in October. We went to Campbell County for Robbery Thursday. It was raining, and we had Campbell County against Carnes. So, I mean, no no offense here to anybody listening. I was That wasn't one I was really looking forward to. But, boy, was it <laughs> was it not the best game of the season. They had a, a – Five touchdowns? Yeah, so, something like that. Like, scored five <laughs> touchdowns, ran for, like, 300 yards. I was like, okay – this kid, I know who he is now. And then credit the other running back for Campbell County. I believe his name is C.J. Anderson. Um, mm. Man, he he almost outdid Bishop as well. So <laughs> Deshaun Bishop's a guy that Tennessee certainly likes. He was over there at camp this summer, and uh, we did a little piece on him at ballquest.com. He's a guy that comes to mind as well. We uh, we did some high school highlights last year each uh, on our Sunday show, and mm. you could have just named it the Deshaun Bishop highlight show. Oh, yeah. It was like every week he had an insane play. Mm -hmm. um, so big fans here of Deshaun Bishop. It was It's nuts. Absolutely. They even uh, they, they stopped handing them the football and they just said, all right, just take the snap and go. <laughs> hey, and sometimes in a rain game, especially, that's all you need. So oh, yeah. uh, oh, Deshaun, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Bishop as well. And so I'm excited to see what he does this year. So I, I don't want to make this a Walter Nolan show, um, <laughs> but w w let's talk about him for a second. Is there any team that maybe you look at and be like, okay, they might have a chance of blocking him because I mean, Bearden isn't a slouch. They're six, a team. They usually have bigger kids and like it, it just, they just didn't have a chance. So is there anybody that you see maybe having a chance to block in this kid or, or some somehow, some way make it a uh, difficult on him? Yeah. Um, kind of hard to, I mean, here in preseason, not seeing any of these teams have played yet. So it's kind of, we almost want to see, Kind of what's out there, the product first, but pretty much, you know, teams they're I mean, they're obviously going to be game planning against them every single week. Um, the if Powell was smart, they'd be moving around a little bit in different techniques. I'm sure they will, 
But I mean, it's going to take a, a collection of efforts. I mean, you're going to have to see running backs, you know, come up and and, and help with some chips. Um, if he's, you know, towards the outside, maybe tight ends helping on him a little bit. Um, some of these big five A, six A teams that you know kind of pride themselves in, in having a, you know running the football and having a, a collection of offensive talent on that offensive line just to to do it together. I don't think that Walter Nolan is going, especially if he's you know really giving it a go and that motor's running. Um, and that Jamboree, I'm not sure I saw that much, but he was still good. Um, but uh, you know, it's going to take a, a collective effort from you know combos and chips and all that type of stuff. So you know, there'll be a team that kind of shuts him out a little bit, takes him out of the game plan. But regardless, there's so much attention on him. And I mean, when do we say that about a defensive lineman, especially an interior defensive lineman at the high school level? Not much. And so um, I think Powell is just going to benefit from having him on the field. He'll open up stuff on the other side for a defensive end or a linebacker or something like that. Yeah, and you could probably – with the speed he has, um, you could probably put him pretty much – I saw him returning kicks the other day That's um, all in practice. So I don't know how fast he is, but if if he's that big and fast enough to be a defensive end, he's probably fast enough to be a linebacker too So in 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 this in East Tennessee. So yeah. um, do you have anything else, Caleb? I do want to ask about the big game um, just because I've always been an East Tennessee football fan. Uh Al- Alcoa Marable, who's the who's the better team this year? Who gets the edge? That's I mean, especially did you watch the? Uh, did you get, have you had a chance to watch that Alcoa series that followed them? So I couldn't I couldn't get it. Um, I, I had to pay for it. Yeah, so that's probably why I'm so cheap. I work in radio. <laughs> uh, I couldn't get it. But hey, like we had Alcoa, I guess twice, maybe three times last mm-hmm. year. And I mean, I saw that crew like everywhere, and so I was like, okay. So I started asking, I was like, is, is this like going to be on Netflix or something? And they were like, oh, it's going to be a series. You know, we'll have more about it later. And so I heard great reviews from it. I've seen some clips. Uh, I heard I made a cameo in there. So that was kind of cool. Um, I didn't finish it. So maybe maybe towards the end. Maybe so towards I, the end, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll have to finish it. I did pay for it. You didn't get that <laughs> NIL deal out of it? No, I, I, I did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, it, those two programs, I mean, gosh, they're – I mean, as we know, every single year, Alcoa just, just runs through, you know, it's it's – you know, conference in this division, obviously, all the way to the state title game. And but you play Maribel every single year, and I love that. And um, off the top of my head, I, I know I know Maribel returns a, a solid running back, um, a really good wide receiver. I'm not sure about uh, defensively, but you know, Maribel's always been a team that is proud of itself just on coaching. That's like even back when we were in high school, it's like there's not many stars; they're just good all the way around. They're just mm-hmm. a collective team. Um, and, and that's how they beat Alcoa when they beat Alcoa. And Alcoa on the other end, I mean, you got stars all over the place. You got a returning quarterback that you know got some action last year. You've got some good wide receivers, some really good. You lose a stud at defensive end and, and, and Carroll, but uh, you got guys to replace them. So I don't know, man. I feel like every single year, you know, that can be just a toss-up game, um, right. and that's that's what makes it so much fun, especially for you know people in this area. So I'm looking forward to that matchup as I always am. Yeah, I'm sure there's some great rivalries across the country. I'm sure there are some in bigger states like Texas, but there you can't convince me there's a better high school rivalry. What are they? Three minutes apart, four minutes apart? Like, there's yeah. not a better one. I mean, it's like not a, a battle of like what is it? I, I might be making this up, but like Title Road or something. I, I don't know. Pistol Creek, Battle of Pistol Creek. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, it's just I mean, these two teams win. Uh, I said national championships, state championships, all the time. So uh, it'd be hard pressed for me to find something that might be more competitive. And again, I'm sure there are others that are comparable, but right. uh, it, that's it's fantastic. Hundred percent. So, what's your favorite um, fields to go to? Um, you, you said you get to travel to a lot. What, what's kind of been your favorite one up to this point? Um, I like 
fields that have a lot of sideline room. Um, there's sometimes <laughs> where we're cramped up there with a fence or something. And uh, so like, you know, any, any, any school with a track, um, like uh, Bearden's got a ton of room and it's got a really nice press box. And um, I like going to Bearden and that's just right down the road. Out, obviously um, Harden Valley's good. There's ample room there on um, the environment at Harden Valley is usually pretty awesome. And so I, I like that. Um, but really I love uh, Central's fantastic too. I mean, it's Central because, you know, back-to-back titles, they, they, <laughs> they get a lot of people at those games. Um, but I love going to these small towns. We've gone to um, uh, Greenback. We've gone to Rockwood since I've been a part of it. We've gone to Gallenberg-Pittman every year. Um, you go to uh, Oliver Springs, like places like that. I just love it because it gives me that hometown, okay, everything shuts down. We're going mm-hmm. to the stadium. Um, we're going to watch this football game, and then we're going to go we're back and resume life. I mean, so many times, you know, here in, you know, in the bigger cities in Knoxville or you know, Atlanta or whatever, you know, life goes on. But in those small towns, it really just uh, just channels what high school football is all about. So I love going to the small towns. Those are my favorite. The the back your trucks up to the, oh, to the fence. Greenback. <laughs> that, I mean the greenback green they would they would back their trucks up, tailgate down, put chairs in the in the truck. And I'm like, that's awesome. You got a great setup here. <laughs> <laughs> that's high school football. I, I am disappointed that you chose Central after bashing the fence as a soccer guy. I'm going to attack Central. That's the worst fence setup in field history. <laughs> that fence is way too close to soccer. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess I just think more or less of the uh, the track right there. We, we I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get from a from a mechanical perspective of television. We use we use the crap out of that track, so I like that. <laughs> They, they, they've won state championships. They can set it up however they want. And uh, that's actually, too, you mentioned teams not being – that's a team that it's been cool to see their return to greatness because um, in the 90s, just f- some fantastic teams and then fell off and then now back-to-back state champions. And was that 19 and – or 18 and 19? 18 and 19, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that's been a fantastic resurgence to, wa- resurgence to watch. And, um, yeah, high school football, it's, it's special. If you don't follow it, you should start. It's mm-hmm. it's Especially in this area, it, it's really, really neat. Um, now I know a lot of my friends across the country just don't get that same experience where they're from. So. Yeah, I, I just – I always go back. I know you're probably trying to kick me off here, but I always go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like when I, was, when I was a high school football player, okay, and, you know, when I got interviewed for uh, an article in the Sander Banner, uh, which I later went on to write for in college, <laughs> just funny. Um, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. When post game, when they came uh, and got me to to go on the radio for you know player of the game or whatever, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And so, kind of going back to what you guys were saying earlier, just the attention, the publications. I mean, us at the radio station, five star preps, Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, you know, Rivalry Thursday, Pilot Prep Sports. I mean, I can go on and on and on. The kids in this area are super blessed, and they get so much more, you know, as times change than than a lot of yeah. times than what we got back then. So I just think it's a thrill uh, just to watch, you know, a, a young guy get interviewed and and you know for the first time and be super nervous and but just be laughing and, and his friends making fun of him in the background. I mean, that's what it's all about. And so um, I, I just I love all that stuff, and that that just screams high school. Yeah, it's all about that MVP hat. Um, yeah, yeah everybody's fighting for the MVP hat. Um, yeah, that, that is really cool. Caleb, you're you're talking about Central in the 90s um, and, and coming back from that. Um, I've heard some good things about Fulton. What are you hearing about the little Falcons over there? I've got to grab um, my laptop charger, guys. I'm not just bailing on you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, Fulton, I haven't – I mean, I haven't heard much, um, to, to be honest with you, but um, I live – not to 
give too much away. I live really close to where Fulton is right now. And so um, I'm going, I'm looking forward to going over there and supporting what I'm claiming is the, uh, the hometown team now. So okay. um, you know, they were, they were so good a couple of years ago and has so much talent, SEC talent, as we've seen, mm. you know, Rob Black does a fantastic job there. They you know, love to run the football and they, they probably themselves on running the football and then, you know, that play action pass and stuff. And, you know, as it happens so often, you kind of go through a talent lull, and there were still some good players there last year, but the wins might not have reflected it. But heard they've scrimmaged really well in the preseason, and uh, you're getting depth back. I talk about this with Tennessee too; it's all about the depth, and you know, getting depth back and on that roster. And so I'm excited to see how the Falcons respond. They won a couple of games last year, and they were in. I mean, they were in a lot of games, and they didn't just mm-hmm. they didn't quite have enough to get over the edge. But I think that changes this year. Yeah, it's interesting. I know they have a new quarterback. I think Tommy Sweat was their quarterback last year who mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> graduated, but they got Rayshon Jackson. He actually played for the Chiefs, which is South Dole's, like little league team yeah. when he was little. And I and I remember watching him and to see him kind of grow up and be a, a quarterback for full. And, and that that's another thing that's cool. You get to see some of these kids like eighth grade, ninth grade, you know, be freshmen. It's their first time really playing and get to see them kind of grow up is is really cool too. So who's maybe like, I guess you're. I don't. I don't mean to like put you on the spot. Like favorite interview or maybe like a guy that you've spoken with that really maybe uh, um, set himself apart. Maybe. Let's see here. I um I interviewed the um. See the guys at Powell. I mean, I I've interviewed uh. Redmond before he's been fine. Aiden Green has been really good. Um, I, I've interviewed him a couple of times. I got him on television one time, and you know he was solid. I look forward to you know, interviewing probably Jordan Potts. He was just a sophomore last year, so I didn't think he got a lot of stuff like that. I can remember to, to answer your question. I can remember a lot of the interviews that I think went kind of sour. <laughs> you know, for <laughs> for maybe you know they were nervous, or maybe I messed up. Gosh, guys, I've messed up somebody's <laughs> name before, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's that, so that, that's like the number one thing in the world, especially for a high school. Those are yeah. the ones that I remember. And, uh, but no, well, I, you're going to hear it from their mom, is what you're worried about. And deservingly so. I mean, it's yeah. like, what are you doing? That's my little boy out there. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, no, one time, I wrote, I, one time, it was two years ago. And, um, I, it was a, it was my second year robbery Thursday. They had just come off a state championship. And I was, it, I was right before the kickoff, Bryson Rosser. And I said, like, Bryson Ross or something. And he didn't say anything, obviously. And then it walked off. And I got like 17 texts, like, what are you doing, you idiot? You messed up his name. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, now we, we we've all been there, but uh now nah, these kids they, they get better and better as they continue to to grow and um and, and get interviewed more and you know, exposure and stuff. And so I love it. There's been a lot of great ones that just don't come to mind, but there's been a couple of bad ones on you know, because of me that I will never forget. <laughs> I love it. Um, let me know tomorrow night if you guys need a trivia question, how me and Landon can slide ourselves in there for the South Oil trivia question. Um, there you go. I, I, I'd love to see you ask and try to draw our name out of someone's mouth because they'd be like, I don't even know who that is. Like, how, <laughs> how, how do I know who that question would be about? So you guys going to be there? I won't be. I'm in I Johnson will. City now. So That's right. Yeah, I, I knew that. Make but... that track down. But cool. I'll make it down to at least a couple of South Oil games this year. Good deal. Good deal. Can't take me. Can't yeah. take me out of Sono for too long. I'll probably see you at South Duel, and then you know it kind of flip flops a little bit. Pal's usually on Friday, so I'll be there some too because uh, my wife is a teacher. So yeah, I already told the the pal coach, or I have a kind of a good relationship with some of the assistants, and I told them I was like, if you can't get those kids to go to Tennessee with the fight song of Rocky Top, y'all should all be fired on the spot. Just. <laughs> 
etched in the memory right there. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. like muscle memory. Yeah. yeah so I'm looking forward to it. We'll be at, uh, I'll be at Oak Ridge on Thursday. I'm going to be at Powell on Friday. We'll be at Central for Greenville at Central on Saturday. And then, boom, that's my weekend right there. All high school football. Love, Love it. it. That's going to be that's that's a great weekend right there. I'm excited to like I said, we'll be uh, obviously to Denver South Doyle and even more dialed in for some of these finding out our draft order. I, I've got eight, uh, nine other guys bought into football. That's week awesome. One. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And I'm telling you, whoever got pal, if, you, if you're literally going off point differential for tiebreakers and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Like, oh that's... no, you don't think Ray County can do it. I've, I've uh, <laughs> I told Landon, I said they might, you know, Catholic. I think they've got Chucky Doak. Uh, Maryville at Heritage, I think those teams will will cruise. And then you got an interesting one in Powell and Anderson County. Or is it Powell and Anderson? Oh, it's Anderson County, not Ray County. Who plays Ray County? Ray County, uh, Alcoa plays Ray County. That's it. That's who it was. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, so got some interesting matchups. I'm excited for week one and then excited for this football season. And uh, I don't know, maybe South will find themselves in the 4A state championship. We'll see. We, That'd be year fun. One. That'd be fun for sure. Hey, Eric, when's the, when's the next podcast and, and where can they find you at? Yeah, so uh, daily, Monday through uh, Friday, every weekday at Locked On Vols. You can find it pretty much anywhere you get your uh, your podcast, except SoundCloud, I will say that, but <laughs> Apple, Google, Stitcher, Odyssey, all those places. Um, just your your quick little 25 to 30-minute Tennessee hit every single day. If you're in a cubicle, if you're on your way to work, running, run working out, whatever, um, I try to bring on some really, really cool guests, get some audio and stuff. So really enjoy it. But that's uh, every morning or every every day, Monday through, uh, through through Friday. Awesome, man. It was really good to have you on. Um, always a pleasure. Uh, you're like a frequent flyer with us now. So um, Awesome. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> get, get that VIP. Um, but yeah, really good to, to have you on. I'm looking forward to see you tomorrow. Not yep. you and Uncle Austin will be there calling the game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how, how often do you hear him? Do uh, do you ever call him Uncle Austin? God no. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I I see it written like on Volquez. I see it t- tweeted out some, and so, but no, I would never call him. That. <laughs> I don't know where. I think I saw it on somebody's Twitter feed. They called him Uncle Austin. I was like, that's that's kind of fitting. I yeah, like. I mean, it. it makes sense. I like it. I like it. Just not for me. <laughs> I call him a lot of other stuff, little little uh, little names here and there, but not, not uncle. <laughs> I'm sure other people do too. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. Really looking forward to it. South Dole Oak Ridge tomorrow, rivalry Thursday. Um, really good having you on. Um, and good luck. Um, you're gonna have a lot of work ahead of you. So. <laughs> yep. But hey, it's football season, so wouldn't have it any other way, guys. All thank you so much, and uh, as always, I enjoy coming on this podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. See you. See That was Eric Kane. We always appreciate him coming on, talking a little ball sometimes, talk a little high school football this time around. Um, always love it. Always appreciate it. Um, Landon, let's uh, let's flip to the to the Tennessee side of things. Got to talk some high school football. That's always great. Wow. Um, absolutely. Um, we're going to get into SEC predictions, but before we do that, someone already mentioned Tennessee is definitely winning the East. I like it, Rick. Whatever drugs you're on, send them my way. We'll do them together. Um, but breakout players for Tennessee this year. Breakout players. I mean, from what we've heard so far, you got to go with Joe Joe Milton. Is you know we heard it from Eric Kane. He expects him to be the starter. Um, you know, I, I just think he if Tennessee's gonna be gonna have a, a good season, I think they have to have Joe Milton as a breakout player. Agreed. Um, that yeah. I mean, or a quarterback. Right. <laughs> I mean, it looks like right now Joe Milton. Somebody. 
Um, but agreed. And I think another guy that you talk about Tennessee's offense being really good. Um, I think Jabari small, cause I mean, obviously he didn't have a breakout year last year. Um, so if you're talking about Tennessee being successful, I think it's gotta be a Jabari small um, coming out party this year. Absolutely. And I think another one, Darnell Wright um, was a five-star coming in. I think he could, um, he, he seems to have a different, I don't know, different look to him. He, he, he was comfortable with the media. You know, you, you watch some of those, um, some of those press con- or not press conferences, but interviews he did like when he was a, a senior in high school and just wasn't that comfortable with it. Um, he, he just seems like a different person and seems to have some swagger about him, seems to have some confidence, um, lost some weight. So hopefully that's just making him feel better, feel a lot better, feel good, play good. And, uh, you know, I expect him to I, – I don't want to bat – but like li- live up to that five-star hype. Um <clears throat> Or just meet those, meet some of those expectations that was put on him as, as a true freshman. And we we've got a clip here from um, Heupel's comments on him. You want me to play that now? Or yeah, go ahead. This is what Heupel. And what do you like about Darnell Wright at left tackle? Athleticism. Um, you know, I think he's got a, a tremendous upside, um, and is only going to continue to get better. Um, I think his purpose in the way that he's practiced here throughout training camp. Uh, there's been more focus, uh, intentional in the way that he uh, he takes every single rep. He's become a much better uh, student of the game, understanding uh, defensive alignments, uh, what we're doing offensively, better communicator than he was during the course of spring ball. So Josh, uh, Josh Heupel's comments on him and uh, kind of his expectations for Darnell Wright this year. I think that would be a, obviously a big um, big uptick for the offensive line if you're able to to get great, like you said, five star five star player expectations from him. Yeah, it'll probably help boost the those two guys we mentioned before, <clears throat> and Joe Milton and, and Jabari Small. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Chadwick mentioned he thinks Banks finally has the breakout season after all he's been through. Um, says he has his head on straight. I think if you get a big season from Banks, that's great for your linebacking group. So um, another guy that if he does, kind of like Jabari Small, if he has a coming out party this year then I, I have a lot more faith in what that defense is able to accomplish. So sure. I, I hope so. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if Banks makes, is ready to make that jump or yet jump or not yet, but, but we'll see. And Ryan also mentioned uh, go Eagles going to have to tone that one down, but I did want to throw out if you're, um, if you're on the radio tomorrow night, Seymour and, and Gatlinburg Pittman speaking of high school football are on that. Um, John Claybo on the call. Yeah. And Sawyer Turnbow did, uh, did cut that audio for us. So just want to give him a little shout out there. He's uh, joining us kind of, um, gonna do some audio stuff for us. Um, so just kind of wanted to plug him a little bit. And, and, uh, and I, well, while you're doing, that, I want to mention we, we do have a couple guys that'll be joining the team. You'll see some some new faces, some new names popping up here and there. Um, so keep on the lookout. Already have uh, um, you know some some great graphics coming out from our team and uh, Dylan Cole. So excited just to add those guys and what they're gonna bring to more important issues. Um, not only is Tennessee getting better, we hope more important issues is getting better. So mm, yeah, we're having a good fall camp. Good, great fall camp. Great <laughs> um, fall camp. Really encouraged. My next one, I think I mentioned this with the cornerbacks, but uh, Alante Taylor. It's money year, man. This is your last year. Show out. You got to. Um, I think be more consistent, and, and I expect mm-hmm. him with his – he he seems to be like the leadership – the leader of that defense. Um, I think he's he's definitely the vocal leader. I think he's got to go out and, and lead by example and, and show it on the field. Mm-hmm. And then kind of on this uh, on the same topic of that, we had a question earlier. Graham asked, will Tennessee come back to you this to 
Well, Tennessee, I can't read. Jesus, what is going on? Will Tennessee come back this year as wide receiver you? Well, it depends. Does Tennessee have a quarterback? That's yeah. kind of the first requirement of being wide receiver you. I mean, they got speed for sure, and I think they really like what they have in Cedric Tillman. They can go up and get the football. Um, but, yeah, it's – I mean, you saw, like, the three guys who showed out in their NFL preseason games – Mark West Galloway, Juwan Jennings, and Josh Palmer were all on the field at the same time and just didn't have that great of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess Juwan had a pretty good one in 2019, but uh, I mean, you could, you, you should have had a, you should have had a lot more with the talent that you had on that field, and just you know, quarterback issues were the problem. Yep, yep, definitely. Um, Anybody else you want to mention kind of as a breakout player before we, we get moving on here? Not not a player, but I heard uh, we are having um, – we're breaking out the lights. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was fooled, I guess, because they, they have those LED boards. It already kind of – like I thought there were a couple nights it looked like we already had those installed, but I guess it was the boards. But, yeah, we officially have the LED party lights, if you want to call them that. I don't know what you call them. Yeah, I hope that's not the like the third quarter thing. As long as you're playing um, friends, friends in low places, low places I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, that, and then I don't mind. But Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. With I, mean, I mean, I think the – what would you say? Just don't get rid – like, why get rid of something? Did I don't know if they did it last year or not. I honestly no, don't know because I didn't get to go to a game. Um, if you do know, let us let I guess us you can't be hugging on everybody with COVID. And, you know, when you play that song, everybody we're trying to, to be – really We're trying to get to herd immunity, Landon. Okay, that's true. Uh, sure. Um, Vols for Life asks, how do you how do y'all like us playing fast offense? I, I think up tempo offense, especially for a team that's maybe not quite as talented, I think it's a bonus. You you take advantages every place you can get them, and playing an up tempo offense gives you that advantage. Um, get try to catch defense on their heels, try to get um, rotate packages in there quickly, try to get the ball snapped quickly, and um, I, I think it it adds it gives Tennessee an advantage. They've got to be able to do it, though. Um, so hopefully that they've got that offense installed and um, things are clicking will to be determined. But if they can play the, at the tempo that Hypo wants to play at, I think it adds it gives Tennessee a big advantage um, in what there are and what they want to do. Yeah, it's definitely better than anything we were doing last year. Um, so, I mean, let's just do the opposite of what we did last year and, and I expect a lot better season. So, yeah, I, I just think that that's the way college football is going is the – up tempo offense, um, yeah. and maybe if you don't have the the defense like you like to have, maybe that it, it is a good way to get some more points on the board where you're not having to you know get stops every single drive. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it just helps Tennessee, and I think it helps their personnel too. I mean, you look at the receivers, um, you look at the offensive line. You know, it just seems to kind of fit better than what we were trying to do. Um, you know, being a ground and pound team with a 270 pound right tackle like that, you can't do that. Um, right. And that just seems like that's how it was working out under Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, all right, let's let's talk some SEC standings. Um, kind of give some of our predictions, maybe where we think Tennessee finishes, and. Um, I mean, we can li- we can list them all. I think that gets a little too just. It, it's just not going to be good. But maybe uh, who who do you see is finishing first in the East? Let's start off with Tennessee side. Uh, I I got Georgia. Um, I just think you know they have. There's a lot of teams that has to replace their quarterback from last season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's advantage advantage for Tennessee, but you know, it's it's not usually an advantage with teams to have a new quarterback. Um, right. But Alabama will, um, Texas A and M will, uh, Auburn will. Right? No, they still got Bo Nix. No, they have Bo Nix. Um, uh, Florida will, Kentucky will. Florida's does have experience. That's you know, I think South Carolina will. Mm-hmm. Um, Every team in the East will except Georgia, right? Missouri, yeah. uh, Missouri, yeah, yeah Basilac. Um, yeah, I, like that. That's just a lot of teams are having to do that. Um, so I think Georgia has the advantage in that, and um, I, I just think they're set up. If Georgia doesn't win a national championship this year, I don't think they ever will. This is their, their <laughs> chance to knock off Bama. Um, Bama's coming off one of the, the best seasons they ever had um, with the talent that they had, with the offensive production. They lose a lot. Um, so, with a new quarterback, I think this is Georgia's opportunity to finally knock off Bama. Will it happen? I don't think so. But uh, I think this is their chance to do so. Yeah. Um, I, and it is funny. Someone tweeted today about – they were like um, – Kirby Smart's done the worst job of any coach, whatever, something like that. And I was like, I mean, God, like Nick Saban is room college football. Do people really not understand how hard it is to win national championships? Like Georgia has – Georgia fans that are like legit – like being upset about games and being upset about maybe like, you know, certain, certain games, specific games is okay. Being upset about like the body of work as a whole that Kirby Smart's done is absurdly stupid. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, I'm I'm not. I think he's a good coach. Now the Jake Fromm over Justin Fields, that's always going to haunt his dreams, probably, and it should. Yeah, but I mean that with what you knew at the time, that's like I mean I think it's a little bold to assume, and I don't know when he necessarily should have made that move. Like I think it's it's so easy to say in hindsight. I really need to go back and look at that time because. Jake Fromm, I mean, you probably needed to make the switch, but at the same time, what really ruined him is running that stupid-ass fake punt, not just subbing Justin Fields in. That's true. Or not, yeah. Sorry, not not subbing Justin Fields in. It was the dumb fake punt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there. That, that was really fun. Yeah, maybe just in-game he's not great. Right. Um, no balls for life. We cannot knock off Bama. That's not possible. Uh, where, do you have, where, where, where do you have Tennessee falling in the East this year? I got them third, and I think they can be anywhere between third. You've got a, You've got them where? Third in the East, dude. I'm I, I'm not third. Only, dude, Joe Milton throws seventy yards in the rain. I'm I. But like, th- this is the thing. They could like. I feel like that is the ceiling. Yeah, it's definitely the ceiling. I would agree with that. But I think the floor is like fifth. Like, I, I feel like Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee are kind of – I just don't see them teams I, I, that I much better than Tennessee. I think it's fifth. That's where I have Tennessee finishing. Fifth. Well, you suck, and Caleb. And I don't necessarily think it can get worse, but it potentially could. I don't think there's a way. I'm in the boat of like – I know Lane, I will live up to this bet. If Tennessee finishes seventh, I will shave my head ball. They can't get me by. <laughs> no, they no, can't no, get me by. No there's no they way. Can't. There's no way. So I will shave my head ball if they give me my Vanderbilt and finish seventh. I mean, I just don't like it's Kentucky. Like I know, like last year, but we spot them seventeen points. 
Yeah, I mean, unless this quarterback is all he's cracked up to be, then no, I don't. I don't think you necessarily lose Kentucky. Yeah. Um. So that would put him fourth, right? I mean, obviously, like, I guess this is just like best teams record. I'd have to look at the schedule to see like what Kentucky's schedule actually looks like because we have to play Alabama. Um. And Kentucky's usually not that difficult. They're they're non-rotating as Mississippi State. I don't know who they're rotating as. Right. Yeah, so there's that. They're probably going to beat Mississippi State. So, yeah, they might finish in front of Tennessee, but I I don't think Tennessee loses to Kentucky. Okay. Voss Roloff said, everyone save that clip of him saying that. Which which hot take are we going after? I feel like there might have been a few there. Easy. He just (laughs) asked the question, do you think we can knock out Bama? (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to clip that? (laughs) I love it. All right, let's flip over to the West real quick. Um, number one, is it Alabama? Does A&M somehow scrape by them? No. Who's finishing first in the in the West? I think those are the two teams. I, I don't think LSU really has it. I mean, there's no way Auburn does. I mean, right, like it's Alabama or A&M, and it's probably really just Alabama. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it's Bama. Um, they have Mechie. I mean, they're, they're going to have a freaking stable of running backs. Bryce Young is, was a five-star. I mean, they're going to be good. Um, they return a, you know, they took Tennessee's best player, and apparently he could be second string. So, I mean, apparently that defense is loaded. They got one of the best linebacking cores in in the country. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's Alabama A and M. I think would have a chance maybe if they had their quarterback, but replacing him, I know Haynes King is probably good. Um, but I, I do tall task. Yeah, yeah, I think it's difficult in the West to be a. Um. So, do you get your year back? So, would he be a red shirt freshman? Yes, I really don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think I think that I mean that that's a lot for you know, red shirt freshman to come in and have to play that gauntlet in the West. Um, that's going to mm-hmm. be difficult, and I just I don't see him beating Bama. I think Ole Miss not is either. kind of a dark horse um, to win it. Ooh, not okay. not to win it. Oh, okay. But okay. maybe okay. maybe be second. I think them or gotcha. LSU could potentially knock off A and M. Um, but yeah, no, no, not win it. It's a, uh, it's Bama and everybody else in the West. Agreed. Who do you have finishing last? I got Mississippi State. Okay, I, that's uh, I think I'm Mississippi State too. Maybe Arkansas. I think it's one of those two. Yeah, I, I just, I kind of like what Arkansas did last season. I know they're Same. gonna I'm have to replace a quarterback too, but um, they just seem to play really hard for Sam Pittman. And yep. they, they don't have the talent that a lot of those teams in front of them do. But I think they're going to be super competitive. They got one of the best wide receivers in the country in Burks. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see kind of how they play for, for Sam Pittman this season. Too. Right. And I feel like the fun thing about having Sam Pittman in Arkansas in the West is, like, they could knock off a team that they're not supposed to. They will – sorry, they will knock off a team they're not supposed to because they'll, they'll be um, underdogs in probably just about every game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll I think they'll knock off a team they're not supposed to. I don't, I don't think they necessarily beat Bama, but, like, I mean, I think – any team below like I think AM, like that's a game if everything sets up correctly for them. Like I think that's a game they could, you know, sneak up on if they keep it close in the fourth quarter. Now you're just talking about the ball bouncing the right way. And um, I think Arkansas is absolutely capable of that. Now when we talk about a team as loaded as Bama, I don't know if they play like someone like Georgia this year. Like those are teams they just they're not gonna be able to keep up with or slow down. So right. Um all right. You ready to go to segments? I don't know if we have any more questions. Ryan did mention he said SC Network had UT as the second most underrated game day atmosphere. Did you mean overrated? Because I could see them doing that. And the thing that sucks about Tennessee this year or the last couple of years is like the game day atmosphere just isn't good because we suck. Like we yeah. just 
the case. It is still like when you get to the right game, it's still great, but you got to get to the right game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think did they come for Florida when we won? I have no idea. In 2016, I feel like they were at at least, I mean, at least SEC Network was here. Right. Um, Is that, that might that have been the game that uh, Tim Tebow was at. That's hilarious. Um, I'm sure he's about to come up in this, sec- in this this next segment. Let's get to um, what's trending. What you got? Let's do it. Uh, let me see. I'm about to pull this up. Give me just a second. Well, first of oh, all, well, and I did want to run through. We actually mentioned this too. Um, Sawyer Turnbow uh, is the one who clipped out that um, uh, audio for us from the press conference today. We also had, uh, you, you guys, I'm sure, saw it. Question of the day. Dylan Cole made the graphic for us. Who was Tennessee's worst coordinator in the past few years? I wanted to read off some of my favorite ones. First off, South Sinceri won by a long shot, which is <laughs> smart. That was great by everybody. Um, Chris Nichols mentioned uh, what I find interesting is that three of these guys cost the head coach their jobs. Um, he said, to me, it has to be Sinceri. If his defense could have stopped UGA, Mississippi State, South Carolina, or Mizzou, we would have been 9-3 and three and nationally ranked. Um, agreed. And then he also had this tidbit. Um, Clawson, since getting fired from UT, has – just as many wins and more bowl appearances, seven than the next four UT head coaches combined. All right. Um, let's see. Jerry White said, if you reply anything other than the South and Sarah, then you didn't see how good that offense was in 12. Um, and then we had one guy who's like, who cares? How does this help the team in any way? How does anything we tweet help the team in any way? So who cares? <laughs> I just wonder. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, uh, nothing sorry. we say helps the team. Uh, so it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's kind of helped the team that they're not here anymore. <laughs> Fair. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> valid uh thomas baker said i'm not going to scroll through the replies because i'm afraid someone will choose someone other than south sincere and i'll spend the rest of the day unloading on them <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one um let's see here swiss cheese sal without a doubt the 2012 team. so who would be second in your opinion second is it clausen i feel like that was probably the next I, one yeah i think i think it's got to be dave clausen just because the other two were, you know, probably more strung or more handcuffed than the, those other two were. Um, I got to admit, I got to imagine a lot of their downfall may have been that they were kind of left up to their own devices. And um, yeah. Well, so, Larry, Larry Scott should never got that job anyway. It no. should have been Zach Azani get that job. Right. If you're going to promote somebody with him. Agreed. Agreed with that. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I think it's got to be Clawson. And, and he's like, those are the, those two are the coaches that like truly lost their their head coaches their jobs. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right, uh, so that's a great question. Thanks for all the replies. I'll try and read those off every show when I can uh, remember. Someone can call me out on it if they'd like and be like, "Hey, I had a funny reply. Go read it." I'll <laughs> gladly do that. Um, what's trending? Let's see, uh, I'm sorry. I have I have so many screenshots in my phone right now. This is insane. So I got one off the rip. Tim Tebow getting released. They're still selling his stuff on NFL.com. I got an ad today for it. <laughs> I, I want to buy it, honestly. I do. It, I mean, it's a good thing the Jaguars do watch film, number one. Because um, <laughs> if you watch some of the last couple seasons, you would maybe think otherwise. Um, that, was a, that was a great response. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just not – he just didn't have it. I mean, like, I, I guess you do get like Tim Tebow is one of the best college football players ever. That but doesn't I, make an NFL tight end. I, I agree, and he was a good NFL quarterback for what a year, two years, not even, like three games. Yeah, yeah, he had a good playoff run. 
Um, Shout out to Marius Thomas. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess if you're just out of the game that long, like you do get rusty. Well, and that and just like blocking an NFL defensive end or an NFL linebacker is such a different animal than anything he's ever done. Oh, yeah. And I, like he's never, if anybody touched him in a practice, they are kicked off the team. <laughs> right. And it's a different animal. And I said it, and I'll take this hot take, but I, I thought Tim Tebow would be a bit better than he was just because I'm like, I mean, he's, he's played football at a very high level. This isn't like, this isn't completely new to him. I am, I will say I am shocked at how bad he was. <laughs> like I am shocked. <laughs> I mean, that, that looked like a guy that's ever played football, right? But like, dude, like, did that not tarnish his legacies somewhat? I, the thing is, is Tim Tebow is so polarizing because of his off-field stuff. You either hated him or you loved him. Right. I mean, that's that's true. But, like, NFL-wise, those three games that he had, those that right. claim to fame, is gone. I'm sorry. Because, I, I shouldn't, because, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say you hate him or you loved him. The people who talk about him either hate him or love him. Like, there's no one that's like, oh, that Tim Tebow guy. Like, he was, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, like, says, I wonder if he's going back to ESPN. That's where I, mean, I would have been. Sure. To start <laughs> Same. I would have never gone and played baseball. No. But whatever. To each their own. Um, Maybe no, that, just, I, they trust soccer or something. Like maybe just being uh, bad at sports. Yeah. I've seen a couple people already recruiting him. Uh, my watch trending. This one was trending and it was awesome. Uh, Monday Q info. It's uh, at aces of the golf. I think, I don't know. He, he follows the um, Monday qualifiers, which are like a part of like tour golf. And it's really cool. If you're into like golf, like professional golf and following, go follow him. He has a great page. Like you don't get, you don't get these stories from mainstream media and stuff. You can only get them from him pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually started the tweet and it's 16 years, 16 years was working DoorDash eight months ago, 39 years old. And now a PGA tour card, amazing stuff. So on Monday, is that Monday? Um, Vol golfer, David skins got his Monday or got his PGA tour card for the first time. He's 39 and has been working at it for 16 years since he was out of school and finally got like, he's like, he's a PGA tour player now. So, which is like insane to state, like most guys, his wife has been working. Like there's been some great stories about him. Um, he's been trending on Twitter. Um, I mean, his wife's been like working pretty much to fund his golf game. Like a lot of people just can't fund. And like, obviously he's been doing DoorDash. Like a lot of people just don't have the money because you don't have sponsorships or you have very, very limited sponsorships. Um, so it's like, I mean, it's financially difficult to do to go to all these mini tour events and go to the Monday qualifiers just to try to get in PGA tour. So like for someone to be doing it for 16 years and have, I mean, also the mental perseverance to like yeah. you're in long car rides and um, like all the crazy stuff you deal with. Cause you don't have the the private jet or even the first class ticket or stuff like that. So like it takes a lot of perseverance physically, emotionally. Yeah. And the um, constant thought is like 16 years. Am I ever going to get there? And he has three kids too. So like, you're like, I've got to do it. I've got three kids. I've got to start feeding soon. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool for, uh, like I said, former Vol golfer. So also has to do with balls a little bit there. David Skins, freaking awesome story. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what he's kind of able to do. Maybe uh, get some sponsorship. I, I don't know. I'm sure he has maybe some smaller ones, um, but maybe get some some big time stuff now that he's a PGA Tour player. Yeah, I also heard uh... – Scott Frost, Nebraska, is doing their own investigation for improper or they were running practices when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, with analysts and stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know. I was I was trying to read it and it, my phone died on me, but uh, yeah, just some weird stuff going on in the Brown. It feels like the the Tennessee thing. They're trying to like get rid of their coach for not living up to expectations. That's what a lot of people are saying. Like this seems like the Tennessee thing. There's no way that can be it because this is the worst timing ever. The season starts in two weeks. Yeah, there's just no weird, way. There's no there is way. A weird time. And, and he's also like, I mean, we didn't have any ties to Jeremy Pruitt. There was times, that, like, <laughs> as soon point. as he got hired, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not ever cheering for the Vols again. They hired a bammer. Um, but Scott Frost is a he's a Tennessee guy. It would be like, I mean, it's kind of like us in the um, T Martin. If T Martin was our head coach, getting fired. I mean, that's literally what Scott <laughs> right. Frost was. Which kind of happened. Yeah, kind of happened. Um, I've got one more last what's trending. Did we talk about this on – we might have talked about this on Sunday, but I'm going to do it again. The Savannah Bananas guy calling his did, his own that. his own play. That was awesome. That was Savannah, fantastic. What, I love Alex. We need to go to a game. I need a Savannah Bananas, like, shirt or something. Oh, for sure. Hook us up. I need a hat. They're electric. Let's go to their store right now. Um, but, yeah, that the fact that the dude is so shocked about it cracks me up. Like, he's like, I, I just said that. <laughs> I love it. Um, any more what's trending? I just got a late a last notice from Costco. We're still trying to reach you. Dude, I don't have I don't go to warranty. I don't go to Costco. I go to Sam's Club. So Hey, no free ads. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, screw no you, Costco. There you go. Why are you texting um, me? What grocery store texts somebody? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty weird thing to do for sure. I'm on Savannah Bananas store right now. I'm going to buy a hat right now. That's how this is going to go. <laughs> if they have a cool hat. I'm not just buying. Yeah, they have some terrible hats. Holy crap. Well, they are yellow. So No, none of them are yellow. They're just terrible. Mm. This is bad. Maybe a jersey? Um, before we get into our uh, stupidity, uh, Sawyer said, have you all talked about Palmer's progress with the Chargers so far? Keep reading. There's good things there. We talked about them briefly on Sunday. Um, just, you know, balls, balls in the NFL. Seems like the Chargers are, are going to really like Josh Palmer this year, where he fits into that, you know, that roster and, and depth chart, kind of to be determined. But, um, I mean, he showed out really well on Sunday. I'm sure he's excited to get another chance at it this week. Yeah, I think he or was – Saturday. That was Saturday night. Sorry. Saturday. I think we mentioned that um, on the last show when we talked about uh, Vols in the NFL. Um, he was a guy that the Chargers fans were not really psyched about as a third round pick, but it, it looks like he is um, fitting nicely there. And uh, it's good to see him go to a organization that is kind of young, um, an up, upcoming quarterback in Justin Herbert. And I, I think he's going to fit in nicely learning behind uh, Keenan Allen and, and some of those guys. So, um, didn't really get to see his true potential at Tennessee, but you're, you're you are seeing it. Um, have, have we seen we've seen that uh, with some other players recently too? That uh, they got some tread on the tires and they go to the NFL and kind of show out. Um, it, it is what it is. We're in this um, this uh, scientific experiment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very. Very scientific. Um, okay. All right. Stupidity is an epidemic. I actually don't know if I I'm going to go with Chad just sent a message hating on my idea. He said, how did you pick these shitty East Tennessee schools? 
Um, I just responded that two of these schools, just two, not even the other eight, just two, have a combined 33 state championships. 33, two schools. That's Alcoa and Maribel. So, also, he can't say anything. He is getting married on a on the Florida game. He has right. no man card. He shouldn't even be able to play fantasy football. No. And like, I'm totally kidding about it, but I'm never going to let him live it down because he's been on the show and talked about fall weddings before. And I absolutely hated on him. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a bad look, for sure. And he's also right. like one of the worst fantasy football players ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do stupidity. Chad's first. Congrats, Chad. I can go on if I need to. All right. Um, I've got I've got Texas. Whoo, Texas. Did you see that video of I hope Oh, we didn't I, put them in our um SEC rankings. <laughs> we didn't last. Um, <laughs> especially after this. Did you see this video? Yeah, what is that? Uh, it's terrible. I don't know what it is, but it's bad. And it just gives specialists a bad. They have to be specialists, right? What what if Greg Sankey had like the biggest balls in the world and just like said, No, you're Oklahoma, you're still good for now, but Texas, you're out. They should. Yeah, that's like uh, that's not a good look. Not at all. I guess when they said Texas is back, they didn't mean literally get on somebody's back shirtless. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's very strange. Very strange. Uh, any other stupidities? I actually don't. I don't have any. I'm a mm-hmm. in a stupid free week. Yeah, people have. I've I haven't been on Twitter as much because I know I'm going to be on it a ton for. Uh, Oh, a little cleanse. Well, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of trying to take a little bit of break. I mean, obviously, I'm on there, you know, more than 99% of the people in the world. But um, I, I wanted to get that uh, – I get that you've been on or your uh, screen time was eight hours a day. I'm like, ugh, I need to cut that out. Fair. That's a good point. So – Yep, stupid free week. Love it. Stay stupid free, people. Stay stupid free. Good episode. Three hundred. We love it. We, it was great to have uh, Eric Kane on. Um, love talking high school football with him. Great to talk Tennessee football as we're just now we're done with the day, guys. Fourteen days away from Tennessee football. Bowling Green. Also, big news: ticket giveaway. More info coming soon. Do you want to sit in section L, row forty-six, seat ten and eleven? Ticket giveaway details. Stay tuned for that. You'll see that on the more important issues page. You'll have a chance to enter, maybe enter twice, maybe enter three times. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll give you all the details um, tomorrow, Friday, so that you guys can get that entered in time and get plans. The giveaway will be pretty quick so that you guys can make plans to attend the game if you win. Um, So stay tuned for that. Details coming soon. That's all we got, guys. Um, It looks like we have our starting quarterback, Um, I guess, unofficially. It's officially not official. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully it's officially official pretty soon um, as Tennessee gets closer and closer to the start of the season. That's coming September 2nd against Bowling Green. High school football starts tomorrow, rivalry Thursday. Go Keys. Go Keys. Be there. Be square. And uh, what is 
The Secret City. Yeah, Oak Ridge. Secret City. I was trying to think, like, the city that never sleeps. That's not right. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I, don't know. I think Oak Ridge sleeps. Yeah, they sleep. <laughs> they do plenty of sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.